In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14, turn to your neighbor and tell him, pay attention. You've got to have a little grit to that. Pay attention. You know. All right. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave. Everybody say, be brave. Be strong and let all that you do be done with love. And we draw from that this whole idea of being brave. And uh, you'll kind of see where that fits here in a moment. I believe that my assignment with this series has to do with some key attitudes and key actions that are prescribed uh, for us by Scripture, therefore by God. So get that, attitudes and actions that we know, that we believe, we expect others to do these things, but follow, follow me on this, but we somehow exempt ourselves. We opt out. Uh, we attempt to justify why we don't do these things, why we don't have to. And I am to call you out on that because these are life-changing and life-giving things that we cannot just make excuses for. You know, in the, in, uh, the way we're doing this, too, is uh, it's provocative and trying to provoke you uh, to embrace these attitudes and actions for yourself, that they become a part of your life, that I'm daring you. I'm daring you to do things. Remember, I dared you to love. And, and what do we do with love? Oh, we know we're supposed to. We know that. We believe that. We expect others should. But how many of you know that we opt out sometimes? We exempt it. Well, you know, I know we're supposed to love everybody, but let me tell you this story. See, I've got to fill you in on the nitty-gritty, on the DL, on the download. Hey, you know, we've got, we got to try to fill everybody. And you know what? You're, we're without excuse. Here's the only people we have to love, the people that God loves. Amen. We're to love them. So you can go back and listen to that message. And then last week, I dared you. To stop judging others. Stop judging others. I know. Isn't that horrible? We shouldn't judge other people. But let me tell you why I do. Because you're ignoring scripture. So I dare you to stop judging others. And how many know we are good at judging others? How many of you are lightning quick at judging others? I mean, like if we were gunslingers, gotcha. Right? So I dare you, and this is scripture, stop judging others. And I gave you a second dare last week. Stop. Uh, my other dare was this. Judge yourself. Forget the stop. Judge yourself. Judge yourself. And it's all over scripture. And um, God is calling us to this, and I'm daring you to it. Now, I'm going to warn you this morning, and, and I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm going to warn you that... I, I don't know everybody's story here, but where we're going to travel this morning, you might get uncomfortable at times. I don't want you to be afraid, and I don't want you to leave. I want you to hang in there because I'll tell you where we're headed, freedom. Amen. So you may go through a little uncomfort zone, but we're going to come out freedom, and you're going to like, yes, worth the ride, okay? And uh, we're going to dive into some things that, um, let me say this too, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, okay? At the end of every service... We have people up here ready to pray for you. And today might be one of those days that you've never come up after service to be prayed for. Today might be one of the days where you want to come up and say, could you just pray with me? Could you just pray with me? Because I'm going to need God to help me to do this. Okay? And I don't say that to scare you. I'm, I'm pointing everything toward freedom. I'm not the answer man. I know who the answer man is. 
And we're, we're pointing you to Jesus who came to set us free. He didn't come just to save you. He came to free you. And I'm so thankful for that. Can I get an amen in this place here today? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 in the New Living Translation. It says, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. The Amplified Bible adds, just as God through Christ has readily and freely forgiven you. Then in Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you stand praying, go ahead and say, that's me. If you have anything against anyone, say those three words, anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So I want you to look at me this morning. I dare you, I dare you to forgive, to forgive. I'm going to tell you up front too, this is going to be way easier to talk about than it is to do. But he's going to help us and we're going to be able to do this. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, I dare you to forgive. Let's look at this. And remember, this is not a house of condemnation. It's not a house of judgment. It's a house of grace and truth, peace and love. And if we go through a little bit of discomfort here and there, guess what? We're headed toward freedom. Just Just remember that. We're headed toward freedom. It's like the long ride to Wally World. You know, we're going to get there, okay? Forget that. Forget that reference, okay? Just, just forget that. You're living your life. You're going along. Things are not perfect, but, but they're good. And this part of your life is good. And um, all of a sudden something happens. And somebody does something. Something gets broken. Something gets messed up. Somebody hurt you. Am I on track so far? And now things have changed. And now it's what we would call out of balance. Where before you had some semblance of balance. Now it's out of balance. And it's messed up. And we want a transaction. We feel this in ourselves. That we want some kind of transaction where it was kind of like this and now it's like this. And we need some kind of transaction to make that whole again, to bring the balance back. So we use words like this. You owe me. Okay, it's like accounting terms. You you owe me. Because we've got to transfer something. There's got to be some kind of transaction or transfer to bring it back. You owe me. Or we use these words. uh, I'll get even. There will be paybacks. You know, we can tend to, you know, have that kind of... uh, thinking on this to balance it out. But here's the truth. In most cases, what was messed up, and let's be real about this, most cases, what was messed up, what was broken, what happened, you're not going to be able to get it back to what it was. You just got to be honest with that. It's like if you had a cool car and then somebody stole it and they smoked in it and they delivered pizza in it and they delivered puppies in it, you know, and then the police find it and bring it back to you, you got your car back. I mean, no, it ain't the same, you know, and that's a light, light example of this. So most things cannot be replaced. Most things are not going to be like they were before. Even if the person who did it, the perpetrator, if we will, 
Even if they wanted to, there's some things that they're not going to be able to bring back or replace. For example, time or money or innocence or an opportunity or a relationship or whatever it would be. We can fill in the blanks there. So we were going along okay and then somebody messed something up. Has that happened to anybody in third service? About 11 of you. First service and second service, amazing. There were more back there. Okay, we got some other. So you only have two options now. We only have two options because somebody messed something up. Somebody hurt me. Somebody broke something. We only really have two options. And the first option would be this. We're going to be bitter. The second option is this. It's what I dared you to. We're going to forgive. Let's talk about these. Bitter, if you're bitter, let's use this word, you're going to do what is called retain. And if you retain something, you hold it, you keep it, you secure it, you hold it to yourself. Scripture tells us this in Hebrews 12, 15, that you've got to be careful. It's a warning. Otherwise, grace is going to slide right by you and you're going to slide by it. And then you're going to have, because of something that happened, you're going to have a root of bitterness. Everybody say a root of bitterness. What does a root grow up and produce? Fruit. So you're going to have a root of bitterness, and it's going to grow, and it's going to spread. And actually, in the language, it has to do with it's noxious, it's bitter, it's poison. And it doesn't just poison you. It will spread, and it will cause trouble, and it will defile, that's pollute, ruin, make unfit for blessing. It's going to mess up other people as well. Now, hold on a second. got to get something here. And it's just a bag of trash. I had to instruct the worship team, don't throw away the bag of trash, because they would have seen it and thrown it away. And I said, why would you throw that away? Because it was a bag of trash. But it's an object lesson for us today. And it's just shredded paper in a bag. But I want it to represent what they did to you. Okay? Now, let me just stop and insert right here. This message is about you. Amen. I don't care about your enemy. I don't care who messed something up for you. We're not talking about them. We love them. We even love our enemies. Okay, that's another message. But today this has nothing to do with anybody else but you. Say me. Me. Today's all about you. All about you. And something happens to you. And then you have this and what you can do. If you're bitter, which is the opposite of forgive. If I don't forgive, then I, I am bitter. And you know what I do? I what? I retain it. I retain it. Remember that. Now, if I forgive, here's what I do. By definition, I release. This is why this is about you. It's not about anybody else. This is about you. That if I don't forgive, I'm bitter, and then I'm going to retain. But if I can forgive, and that's where we're trying to head today. If I can forgive, then you know what? Then I can release. I can release this poisonous, nasty thing and not hold it close to myself. Are you with me so far? Now, it is vital for you, and again, this is for you, that you are able to forgive. What you fail, and this principle is huge, make sure you get this, what you fail to forgive, you tend to repeat. What you fail to forgive, you tend to repeat. What are you talking about? Well, because you've held it into your life. And what you fail to release, 
you retain, and listen, it's active and caustic, and it's there. And you're going to either act out or you're going to pass it on to somebody. Let me, let me explain. And again, this might, this might be a point where it would get uncomfortable just a little bit. You hate what happened. Come on, how many of you have had somebody hurt you in some way or do you wrong in some way? And how many know you hate it? Come on, anybody here? You hate it. And hate is like love in that it's powerful and binding. So if you love something, you bind, some, you bind it to you. And guess what? If you hate something, you actually bind it to you. So you're not only retaining, you're binding it to you. And when you hate it with unforgiveness, you bind it to your life. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to act out. You're going to act out. So let's just paint a couple of scenarios. Let's say that somebody in your life, maybe one of your parents or both your parents or whatever, let's say that they uh, had real anger issues and they took that anger out on you. And the only, th- only way you got corrected was somebody screaming at you, yelling at you and calling you things hurts. You hate it. You hate it. If you don't forgive it and you hate it, you're going to bind it to yourself. Let's add some other things to this. Let's say alcohol was a problem with your adult, with your, with your parents or your dad or your mom or both. And it ruined holidays and it took money that was needed. So you had clothes and shoes for school. And when you needed attention, they couldn't give attention because they're in altered states and, and all the stuff that went along with that. And you know what? You hate it. You hate it. Let's go a little bit further. Maybe somebody violated you in some way. Maybe someone did something wrong with you sexually or in some way and you trusted them and they, they took things too far. And you know what? And now you hate it. And if you bind it to your life, here's what's going to happen later in your life. You're going to have issues. With the thing you bound to yourself. You're going to act out in those if you don't forgive. If you keep it bound in your life, then you're trying to figure out, why do I have this draw to alcohol? Why is alcohol? Why do I have these angers? Why am I impure? Why, why am I promiscuous? Why do I have those things? I'm going to tell you because fruit issues are because of root issues. And we've got to deal with those root issues to deal with those fruit issues. The other thing we'll do is this. We'll do to somebody else what was done to us. You see it all the time in the news where somebody does something to somebody. And I tell you, if you track it back, you're going to find out somebody did something to them. Here's the deal. Look at me. Hurt people hurt people. And what we've got to do is get some hurt people healed. And some hurt people free. The yes stuff happened, but you know what? Let's don't retain it. And let's don't bind it to our life because I'm going to promise you what you don't forgive, you're going to repeat. You're going to have a tendency to repeat it. And we've watched over years and years of ministry that so often a person has a tendency towards something, it, it only really gets solved or cured when we find out. And you find out that there's actually a root issue and, and root people and you've got to forgive. You've got to release. And so just like bitterness retains and to hate it binds it to your life guess what to forgive frees you to forgive gets it out it releases it out of your life are you following me so far all right we got a little ways to go 
We're headed toward freedom. We are often hesitant and resistant to forgive for a lot of reasons. And I think a couple of reasons I want to address this one. I think we don't want to forgive somebody. First of all, I think because we have, have wrongly defined forgiveness. Or that we've misunderstood what forgiveness is. So I think we're going to do well this morning. You're going to end up understanding what forgiveness is better by me telling you what forgiveness is not. So let's look at this. First of all, forgiveness is not, everybody say not. Forgiveness is not approving. See, sometimes when you're a kid, your mom, you know, you and your brother, you and your sister have it out or somebody does something and you gotta, you gotta get back together. At least my parents did this. You had to face each other. Tell them you're sorry, you'll never do it again. Sorry, never do it again. <laughs> and then you're expected, if you're the other one, you're supposed to forgive and you go, it's nothing. It's okay. Look at me. It's not okay. It was something. So forgiveness is not approving. It's not saying it's okay. Because it wasn't. Forgiveness is not diminishing or minimizing. What do I mean by that? Um, wasn't that big a deal? Yes, it was. We minimize. No big thing. Yes, it was. Uh, forgiveness is not shrugging off. What is that? It was nothing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Forgiveness also is not dependent on an apology. See, some, well, they didn't ask me to forgive them. It's not dependent on an apology. You can forgive with no one present. I've had some situations in my life. One I'm thinking about, somebody did me wrong. And it was a while before they got to me. And when they got to me, they honestly, humbly said, I need to ask you to forgive me. And not because I'm any great anything, but because I, I understood this already and I didn't want to bind anything to my life. I was able to tell that individual, I forgave you a long time ago. So you've got, to be, you've got to be free of that. Or you can be bitter and have that all wound up in you and you're like, you know, Medusa, some kind of weird kind of warped thing. So forgiveness is not dependent on apology. Forgiveness is not ceasing to feel the pain. Well, I can't forgive because I'm still hurting. No, that's, forgiveness is not dependent on ceasing to feel the pain. Forgiveness is not trusting. That's too... Totally different issues, forgiveness and trust. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. See, it takes one to repent. It only takes one to forgive. It takes two to reconcile. We're not talking about reconciliation. We're just talking about you getting free, getting this bag of garbage off of you and out of you. Y'all with me? So it's just you. It just takes you. Plus, can I tell you, reconciliation is not always the goal. Because sometimes it's not healthy. Sometimes it's not safe that you be reconciled with, with some people. But you can forgive them. You can forgive them. You still here? Forgiveness is not to neglect justice. And I'm going to go ahead and admit I'm going to interject some opinion in this, okay? I, don't, I try not to interject a lot of opinion. I try to 
form my opinions around the Word of God. And I think I'm close on this, but I'm going to go ahead on this one, okay? Forgiveness is not to neglect justice. I think those are two issues, two separate issues. Let me give you an example. You got a little mama with some kids, and there's a father of the children, be he an ex-husband or whatever the deal was, and he's supposed to pay support for the children. And so court said, you pay. And meanwhile, he's not paying because whatever's going on in his life, and I don't know, but he's not paying. And so mama's trying to make it work for these, for these kids. And he's back to school and we're hungry and can't go to the doctor and, you know, different things like that. And he's not paying. And so then finally he calls and says, hey, I know I'm months and months behind it. I just need you to forgive me. Well, mama can say, I forgive you. That's forgiveness. But I think justice still is in play. I still got some hungry kids that need some stuff for school and need this and this and this. And so you remember, Bucky, when we went to court? And the judge said that you're to pay. And he looked at you and said, you're to pay and you're to take responsibility and you're to pay. And then he looked at me and said, and if he doesn't call you, here's a number. Or if he doesn't pay, then here's a number and you, you call me. Well, Skippy, listen, I forgive you. <laughs> but you got just a little while to make good on these kids or I got the number to call, okay? Because forgiveness, listen, forgiveness. I forgive you because I'm not going to live bitter. I'm trying to raise some kids. I can't live bitter. I forgive you. Bonzo. But pay. Just my opinion. There's a little difference between forgiveness and justice. Just my opinion. Just want to throw that out there real quick. So, all right. And forgiveness is not forgetting. You've heard the little saying, forgive and forget. On what planet? I know we try, but, but follow me on this. And again, this is... This will get a little rough here. Because forgetting, you're probably not going to. I don't know that you can. Think about this. You were abandoned or neglected or abused or molested or beat or stolen from or cheated or cheated on or betrayed or lied to or lied about or so on and so on and so on. And I just don't think you're going to be able to forget it. The mind does not have a delete button. Now, I encourage people, don't focus on it. Don't focus on it. Don't recall it to mind. Don't try to remember. Don't try to replay. Because follow this. If you replay, you relive. And you're going to hurt again. You're going to get all stirred up. I know I forgave them, but you know what? The more I think about it... Forgive my foot. I'll be better. No, you can't do it. And so listen to me. And I'll say this again before we finish. If you're ever going to get to your future, you've got to stay out of your past. Ever going to get to your future, you've got to stay out of your past. And listen. And it has nothing to do with them. This is you. This is about you. How do we do this? I want to do this real quick here. 
I'm, I'm going to share something with you, just three things. Over the years, I've taught this a couple different times, a couple different ways. We're going to use some legal terminology, but you'll, you'll understand it. I'm just going to give you three ways to kind of help you to do this. First of all, realize this. This is just setting this up a little bit more. Forgiveness only requires one person. They need not be present to win. Okay? You, you can just be by... They might not be alive. You might not remember their whole name or know how to find them on Facebook. This might have happened in third grade. You know, and all you remember is the kid who broke your pencil in thermos and stole your lunch. I don't remember his name. And, and mocked me in front of the whole class or, or whatever, whatever your story would be. And so you might not be able to make contact with them. And again, not always is it wise that you would contact some people. So I want you to just realize you can do this. You can do this all by yourself. Amen. And when you do, and listen to this, you will give yourself a gift. You're going to give yourself a gift. So here's the first thing you do. Charge the defendant. Charge the defendant. You, we're using legal terminology here. Identify exactly what happened. Identify exactly what was taken, what was broken, what they did. Charge the defendant. You know, I'm, I'm a chaplain with the sheriff's office. And I can remember a couple times riding with a deputy and you'd have somebody and they'd done so many things and they're arrogant and they're uncooperative and they're resistant and they're ugly. I mean, like they're acting ugly. As far as I know, you can't be arrested for just being ugly. Anybody glad about that? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're acting ugly, okay? And they've done all this stuff. And, and, and then at the end, they're still belligerent. And I've watched deputies with great calm. I'm going to think of everything they did wrong. And in that high-speed chase, they didn't use their turn signal, you know, and just charge the defendant. And listen, be specific because general forgiveness does not heal specific hurt. General forgiveness does not heal specific hurt. You've got to say, you did this. You hurt my feelings. You hurt my body. You messed up that situation. You ruined this for me. You hurt my self-esteem. You robbed me of that opportunity. You destroyed this. I mean, mount this thing up. Charge the defendant. And we'll finish up next week on this, okay? No. no. Number two. Drop the charges. I heard, I heard the groan. Instead of pressing the charges, drop them. Remember the transaction? Life was going okay, kind of, sort of. And then it got way out of balance. And we need that transaction. We need that transfer to bring it back to here. You owe me. Well, here's what our language is now to forgive, to drop the charges. You owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. And it's not about them. It's about you. You owe me nothing. Matthew eleven twenty five in the Amplified Bible says, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go. And hear me, it's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's not a feeling, it's a decision. And it's for you. 
And again, you don't have to say a word to the perpetrator. This is you getting free. This is you giving yourself a gift. So charge the defendant, and I mean charge him. And then drop the charges. And then thirdly, dismiss the case. Because once you dismiss the case, it cannot be reopened. We talked about it earlier that forgiveness doesn't erase your memory. If we could forgive and forget, this whole thing would be a whole lot easier. Just imagine if we could forgive and then it's gone. But like I said, the mind just doesn't have that delete button. We, we don't seem capable of that. And I want to say it again. If you're going to get to your future, you've got to stay out of your past. This is way, way easier to talk about than it is to do. So you're going to need some help. Y'all paying attention? You're going to need some help. And my help comes from the Lord. And the Lord will help you in this. And you're going to have to trust him. Everybody say, I trust him. Do you? Do you? Do you trust him? Because, you know, here's the reason I've been slow before to forgive somebody. Honestly, if I get down to it, it's because I don't trust what God's going to do. I'm concerned with what they have done that if I give them over to the Lord, he's going to be merciful. He's, he's going to help them. He's going to fix them somehow like he did me. And I'm just not ready for God to be good to them like he was to me. So God, I'm going to handle this a little bit longer. Meanwhile, bitter all over me, okay? And what we're going to have to do is trust God and say, God, I just trust you because I can't hold this garbage any longer. I can't, I can't hold it. It's binding. It's growing. It's ruining me. It's causing all kinds of fruit issues because of the root issues. I got to forgive. I got to release. I got to, I got to get it out of my life. And so I, I trust you to help me and I trust you to deal with them. I trust you to take care of all of that. However that pans out, that's up to you. Not my problem. And when you do that, you forgive, you release, and you give a gift to yourself. And when you give yourself the gift of forgiveness, that's where healing and freedom starts. That's where it starts. Some of the things you've been wrestling with, tendencies, issues, and stuff, I'm telling you, healing and freedom starts when you forgive. So I dare you. Look at me, church. I dare you. I dare you. To forgive. I have two more dares for you. I dare you to receive forgiveness from God. I dare you to receive forgiveness from God. In Ephesians 1 7, it says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. I want you to taste of that. Because once you taste of sweet forgiveness, you're quicker to give it to other people. I dare you to forgive. I dare you to receive forgiveness from God. And I've got one more for you. I dare you to forgive yourself. You're not greater than God. If God said, I forgive this, who are you? To bind it to your life. There's a huge chance that a good number of you this morning are bitter toward yourself. There's things you do in your life and you go, I hate this about me. 
And that hate and unforgiveness of yourself binds it to your life. And what you've got to do, just like when somebody did something to you, and now you release that out of your life, well, the same things that you've done. And how many of you know that you, you've done wrong before? How many of you know that you probably have messed somebody's balance up before? I'm waiting on you, uh, that you've probably been the one that needed forgiveness. Well, guess what you need to do? You need to forgive yourself and get free of that and get it out of your life. I dare you to forgive. I dare you to receive forgiveness from God. It's sweet. And I dare you to forgive yourself. And right there, right there, is when healing and freedom starts to come into your life. And sure as the world, as soon as you forgive, there's going to be somebody else to forgive. And just like we need daily bread in the Lord's Prayer, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's all in the context of a daily kind of thing. Let's make it a part of our life because you and I, we can't afford it. I can't afford it. You can't afford to be bitter, to have all that stuff going on in our life. And whatever somebody did to us along the way, it's time to get free. It's time to get free for that. I apologize, but not really. If we traveled through some things that maybe made you uncomfortable here this morning, but I'm telling you what, we've arrived at the station right now for healing and for freedom. And he's the one who heals us and sets us free. Let go of the stuff. Release it. Everybody around me, you owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. And God, I owe you everything. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning?